welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, tools to help you with everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McKenna, the owner of Men and Women Home Care, and today we're talking about where to start looking for care. Hello everybody and welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving, where we give tips, information, and education on senior care topics. This podcast is brought to you by Minute Women Home Care, and I am joined by Janet. Janet, how are you? I'm really well, Ryan. Excellent. Well, today's topics are where to start the look for care. So last week, we kind of spoke about the cost of care, um, and we went into that Genworth study, but also um, we mentioned the blog post that people can look at for online searching to start their search for senior care services. But this one we wanted to talk about Actual people that you can contact, call up, talk to, shake their hand, and see where you need to begin on your senior care journey. So these are, you know, I think we have about uh, six or seven places that we suggest to at least start at, reach out to people, and they should be able to help you out. So Janet, let's get right into it. What's our first place to start for care? I think one of the good first places to start would be the Council on Aging in your community. And as we've said in many other podcasts, you know, this is an issue of whether your family member is out of state coming to live with you or if you need to look in their community to see what's there. But a Council on Aging, they know what the resources are in the community. They can um, help you figure out what your questions are and what is the best setting for your loved one. Absolutely. And they're, they're, they are there provided by, you know, state and town taxes to provide services just like this for people that have questions, concerns, and just need more information on what to do. Absolutely. And they can also be an idea of, oh, well, you know, my, you can talk to even family sometimes when you're there and say, well, my, my mom liked this place or didn't like that, or I learned this. So it's almost like in a way a support group too, Absolutely, just to sort out your questions. And that's a perfect segue into what the next um, option is, is, you know, kind of word of mouth, talk to family, talk to friends, talk to neighbors. Um, Caregiving is getting so common nowadays with the baby boomer generation out getting out of the workforce, getting into their 70s and getting closer into their, their 80s, um, that it is more and more common and you're going to see it over the next 10 or 20 years that your neighbors and your friends and your family members are going to have these issues. And it's a great place to start on finding out how good a service is that they've used and the pros and cons. Now, one person's experience with one specific service doesn't mean that they're the greatest in the world and it doesn't mean that they're the worst in the world. Again, we're here to play, you know, to give you balls and strikes and one person's opinion isn't everybody's opinion, but it's a really good starting point to find out what's in the area, what other people have used and, um, you know, what their experience has been with those services. Absolutely. And to, to share with, with family and friends and try and see it through your your mother or your dad's eyes, you know, because you're trying to make arrangements for them, not you. You may like a modern condo and they may find it a sterile environment. Or, you know, you may love broccoli and that's their specialty and they hate broccoli. So you want to, whatever the issues are, you want to try and see it through their eyes. Absolutely. And so our next one is geriatric care managers. And what do you have to say about that, Janet? Geriatric care managers are um, a service that I think can be absolutely indispensable, especially for a um, if you're caring for a parent and you're out of state. 
and they can do a variety of things. And they, um, you know, you, you can determine what what they will do or, or not do. We have had some of our own clients, as you know, that the geriatric care manager makes sure that um, their mother gets to appointments, that if she needs to go get the hearing aid fixed, right up to having um, household repairs, um, working with services or caregivers, or there's just a whole list of things that they can do. And they have good resources within the community, which is really huge. Um, you know, because you're trying to say you want a, a ramp in the backyard so that mom can get out there with the caregiver. Well, if you go through the yellow pages, you have no idea who's good, who's bad, who's going to cost you a fortune. And these people have relationships. And that can be really, really helpful. And you can have them total hands-on. You could have them only doing certain things for you. But they're very helpful. Absolutely. And, it, you know, a geriatric care manager at their, their core are they are consultant or almost a concierge for anything that you need related to senior care. Um, that could even include cutting the grass, finding a lawn landscaper Absolutely. to come in and cut the grass, and all the way up to finding the right hospital, nursing home, assisted living that's right for your family members. So what the way a geriatric care manager works is that they are paid in 15-minute increments. They're paid you know hourly, if you will, but they break it down into that. And they usually cost about $150 an hour, at least in the Boston area where we're located. Right. So you can hire somebody to just be your to speak with them for a few hours on understanding where the top five or six places that we need to be looking at in the area that your your parent needs whatever services. Right, and they're really good at setting up systems. Like they can work with the local pharmacy to do deliveries. They can work with the grocery stores and set up um, ordering of groceries and things like that. So they can almost be like an upfront cost that you don't need that much of later on, but they're there and they can help you with those things. Absolutely. And another place that I've found that a lot of um, places are is something called BNI, and that is called Business Network International. I'm part of it. And what it is, it's a group of, of professionals that get together each week, and they try to pass each other referrals. And the idea is not to to have you call up and then give them your business. But the reason I suggest a BNI is usually somebody that's been in there for a few years, um, you can it's it's worthwhile to trust that they might be a good upstanding member. If they've been in a chapter for multiple years, it's a good idea to uh, to assume that um, the people like them in that chapter, they've been renewed a few times, and uh, their membership has been renewed a few times, and that they have a good standing within the group that is there. And the reason I bring that up is that they are probably going to be very willing and likely to um, talk to you on the phone, knowing that full well there's a chance that you, they might not be getting your business, but they're happy to do that because of karma and that it comes and comes around and helps you out because it happens to me all the time where people come up to me and they say hey ryan would you mind talking to xyz for me just for 15 or 20 minutes to give them an idea of where to where to start you're probably not going to get your business they live in rhode island but i just need somebody somewhere to start and i'm always happy to do that and it it, it can be a a good start starting point it might not be the best starting point but if you're desperate and you need to speak with somebody Check out the local BNI chapter, and you might be able to find somebody in there. That's a great idea, and and that kind of uh, kind of uh, goes into the next one, which is you can also you know Janet can speak about this, but talking to private agencies and visiting nurses associations about what the services are. 
Yeah, I mean the the major difference between a VNA and a private agency is the VNA is um, is under you know Medicare Medicaid situation and they are put in place with a doctor's order. So oftentimes someone coming home from rehab or a hospital, the VNA will go in and they are following a certain plan that the doctor wants, but they're not going to be in there that long. And a VNA has a good nose to the ground as to who the private agencies are that they feel are good because they can both be in there sometimes. And um, they have a sense of who makes their life easier. And they know that they can't um, be in there indefinitely under the insurance benefit. And it's helpful to the family if they can say, well, who have you worked with that, that would be a good transition for us? And they really can be a good resource. And the VNA, most of them have social workers, and they know who the private agencies are. If you're calling private agencies, my suggestion is the first question you ask is, do you service and list your town? Because if the town's going to be a problem, the whole rest of the conversation um, you know, may, may not be worth it. So you need to know, do you service this area and what do you have? But um, they can give you an idea of what their services are, what they can do, what they charge, all of that type of thing. Absolutely. And then another place to start is with elder care services. And this is a little bit different than the Council on Aging. Elder care services are are where, you know, the elderly, at least in our area, um, can get meals on wheels, um, short hour visits from um, from home health aides that are subsidized by state funds, um, things that are you know reimbursed almost basically by Medicare um, in the state. So they kind of like a VNA agency. They have, uh, like you said, in the nose to the ground. Was that the phrase? Yeah. Um, they know the the different companies in the area that are good that they've been working with. Um, and again, they're not a private agency that you know maybe somebody who's a little bit nervous about calling somebody like us up because maybe we're biased towards our services over somebody else's, um, they're going to be able to give you some points on uh, maybe you need private care, maybe you need assisted living, maybe you need a nursing home, maybe you need our services, and they'll explain what type of services those are. But again, they have social workers there, they have nurses there, they have um, professionals there that have been in the senior care industry for a long time, and their job or part of their job is to help people find the right services for what they need. So it's a it's another outstanding sur- source that you can um, use and, and, and call up. Yeah, I think they can be very, very helpful. And, um, you know, they, uh, they, they do a variety of things. I was amazed at just how many different things that they can do. It's, it's, uh, it is an operation over there for sure. It is. It's, we're, we're lucky to have it. It's something I think a lot of people, a lot of countries wish they had a similar system. Absolutely. And so the final one, I'll let you finish it off, Janet. Okay. Private, uh, private, uh, yeah, private. Your primary caregiver um, is an excellent source. Uh, My only caveat when I say that is there are some primary care doctors, and I'm not talking about specialists. You want the primary care doctor. Some of them are affiliated with certain nursing homes, so they are can be a little bit biased, but that's not true of, of all of them, and I don't mean to, to paint it in a negative light. But the primary care doctor um, knows your mom or your dad 
or you might even talk to your own primary care doctor to say, you know, what is out there if it's coming your way? Because a lot of times, you know, not only do they hear feedback constantly about, you know, who was nice to them and who wasn't and, and, and how your, your mother feels about different things or, or one of the other clients does, but they also see where people um, that may have some of these other services, how they have been treated. Are they coming, are they making more appointments? with them because they're getting sick have they had falls are there things going on and they want what's best for their clients so they know who the agencies are that they're getting good feedback or they see that their other clients are well cared for and they're usually very very willing to um to give you some ideas um my primary care doctor has a a nurse that works with her that just keeps tabs on what is out there in the community because if her clients stay healthier, it keeps the healthcare costs low. Absolutely, and 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 one point you brought up is kind of some of the biases. And the fact of the matter is, is that you want to contact multiple people on this journey. Absolutely, everybody can have biases. Like for example, you know, private home care companies can promise you the world and under deliver. Regularly, we hear those horror stories about uh, our competitors or or who it might be. I mean, it, you, your GCM. One of the things I've heard bad about GCMs is when they they uh, they some of them, not all of them, obviously, but some of them have uh, suggested. Um, nursing homes or assisted livings to people, yeah, they might be a good assisted living, but they also happen to be living in the same town as those nursing homes and assisted livings. So they are not driving all over creation going to different cases. They go to one assisted living and they hit four or five different customers. Um, you know, you, so, so, you know, my, with a council on aging, not that there's bias there, but they might have heard something terrible about Minute Women that we did once. And if they talked to 30 different um, other customers of ours, they'd say, oh, wow, they just had one bad case and 30 other cases were great. But they only heard about that one bad one and maybe that turned them off to a certain uh, service that they've heard about. So you want to dig into three or four or five or as many of these categories as you can to get the opinions of multiple professionals that um, will give you a better understanding because if you just count on your primary doctor and you go with whoever that person is, then you run the risk of dealing with that bias or they might be telling you the right thing and and it, it's, a, it's a bit of a crapshoot. Well, if you talk to four or five different places and they're all saying go to X home care or go to X assisted living or X private home care company, then you're much more confident in knowing that that is probably a reputable um, company and service that you're looking into. Absolutely. And the whole thing is you have to remember you're the customer. Don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. And this can kind of be shocking sometimes to your parents or your grandparents because they didn't question the medical community. What the doctor said, the doctor was God. But you you treat it just like you were buying an automobile or something else that is going to cost you a lot of money and you want to know you're getting the best product. Absolutely. And, it, you know, obviously if people are listening to this podcast, they're interested in getting more information and doing their homework before they just jump into the deep end of the pool and start paying, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for services they're not sure are right for their family members or if they need. So it's it's a good starting point to look at these services and, and give them a call. Absolutely. So that will wrap up this one, Janet. Thank you very much for being here as always. Um, this is the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving, brought to you by Minute Women Home Care. Our podcasts come out every Tuesday, so you can uh, watch out for the next week's. And thank you very much for listening. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, which is brought to you by Minute Women Home Care Services, located in Lexington, Massachusetts. Call us at 1-844-BEST-CARE if you have caregiving questions or needs. For comments regarding the podcast, find us on Twitter. Our handle is at MWHomeCare. Thanks again, and we look forward to hearing from you.